folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Got a special guest for you. You asked about him. I brought him back. It's my man, the Credit King Steve. Steve and I win you. Uh, he's here with me, and we will be covering a lot of stuff with you. And I'm going to turn over the Credit King Steve to listen himself to you people one more time and let you know what he's been up to lately and uh, how things are going in Clubhouse Streets. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for having me again today. And um, it's, it's just a follow-up, and it's been awesome. Uh, since last time we spoke, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed in the credit field. Of course, we have grown, and uh, there's just been a lot of good things that's happening when it comes to credit. So glad to be here, and thank you for having me. And so... Um, just to give you a little bit about myself, my name is Stephen Onwenu. I'm out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, you can check me out at creditkingsteve.com and uh, be sure to ping me and add me. Uh, be sure to check out my website, click on dollar consultation. You'll get an introduction about me. Check out uh, all my information and contact me if you need anything. But I'm just a person who loves to help people when it comes to finances helping people reach their financial goals, whether that's personal or business, correct? No doubt. And Steve, um, a lot has been going on over this past year with credit, people using credit more and more to kind of, kind of survive and uh, kind of racking up some debt now, Steve, as well. So Steve, for people out here who want to get credit, who want to improve their credit on the personal side first, what are some tips for these people who want to improve themselves in the credit field, whether it be personal, to build it up, or just to survive as well, to get some credit to survive? Definitely, definitely. So um, you are correct. A lot of things have changed, and we have the SBA that's out right now. So there's a lot of different factors, whether it's getting a job that credit is looked at or whether it's getting an EIDL loan where credit is looked at. And so a lot of things have been uh, available to be able to help you get through those hard parts when it comes to uh, business or when it comes to just surviving through the uh, pandemic that's going on. So some of the things that have uh, became available, of course, you have the SBA and you have your PPP loans and your EIDL loans. Uh, EIDL is dependent on your credit score, so they are going to pull your score. So you definitely want to make sure that your credit is uh, up to par and looking good in order to be able to tap into that. One of the ways to do that is to, of course, contact me, uh, Credit King Steve, to do that. Another option, of course, make sure that you're not running up and doing a lot of inquiries, pulling inquiries and just buying things and trying to pull your credit score for things that's going to help you not to run your inquiries up. I ask that you uh, keep about only three to five inquiries a year with pulling your inquiries on your credit. And if you are wanting to just take a couple of tips to get your credit up to par, keep your credit limits down under your credit cards. Don't max them out. If you have a uh, $3,000 card, uh, try not to use over uh, $300 on that card and make sure you're making your payments timely. Uh, don't close out any accounts. If you close out any credit card accounts, that will hinder and hurt your score. Uh, always make sure to make payments timely. 
And then um, also, if you have a business, do not uh, run down your personal credit or your personal funds for business. And that's where I come in at. Uh, if you contact me, we pretty much set a consultation, go up with a payment plan and a game plan to be able to tap into funds that you need for that business. Too many times entrepreneurs start businesses and you know when you don't know any better and no one has taught you anything different, you end up tapping into and running up all of your personal funds, personal debt, or even personal credit to get that business afloat and keep that business afloat. So uh, some of the tips just for keeping personal and business things intact, uh, make sure you're writing things down, make sure that communication on your website is clearly in your exact name. Uh, make sure when uh, you're looking at your personal credit that you're checking your credit to make sure what is on there, if that information is correct. Make sure that uh, no one is pulling your credit or uh, no one is doing something with your credit that you're, you're aware of. And um, if you do some of those steps as well as contact me, that will uh, help you when it comes to your personal credit. Also things have changed. So you wanna build that credit profile. So it's not just about having a good credit score. You wanna have a mixture of revolving installment agreement accounts reporting to your credit profile. I always tell my clients and people that's coming on board to have a good mix use. So whether that's uh, credit cards, department store cards, uh, you have companies like Seth, uh, Credit Builder, and Credit Strong, just to name a couple of few of those. And you wanna have about five to 10 trade lines on your credit profile. So you wanna have a mixture of a good credit score, no derogatories, no inquiries, and a good mixture of revolving and installment agreements reporting to your credit profile. That way, if I'm a lender or if I'm an underwriter, I'm looking to see what is your credit worthiness. I'm looking to see what you can and cannot afford. And those are some tips to tap into that. And Steve, um, this is a question from the listeners here. Uh, mm -hmm. One of them is about the, the, the bureaus. Why is mm -hmm. it that TransUnion's higher than Equifax or Experian is? Why, why are the scores all different? And it's not one finite score across the board. Definitely, definitely. So uh, the credit bureaus are companies uh, that pretty much collection agencies and businesses do business with. So instead of just looking at this as this is a just a, just a hierarchy, this is a company and everybody does business with everybody. And bad as I would hate to tell you this, but banks and, and companies and financial institutes, they make money and profit off of your debt. And so um, the reason that different things are on different credit bureaus is because not all companies report to all credit bureaus. And depending on what your financial goals and what you're trying to get accomplished, if you're going to get a home and you're getting that home financed, they are going to pull from all three credit bureaus. If you go to get a credit card, they may pull from one or two. So just like they may pull from one or two to see if you qualify, they don't always report to all the credit bureaus. So the reason that there are different numbers on different credit bureaus is because uh, different things are reporting to them. Just because you get something financed does not mean that it's reported to a credit bureau. 
So what you want to do is you want to ask that company, what credit bureaus are you reporting to? You want to also ask that company, what scores are they looking for to be approved? That will not only help you to know and pinpoint what credit bureau is being pulled from, but that also give you some type of range to know, is that something that you're attempting to get financing for, something that you'll get approved? So if I have a 650 credit score, but I know that they're looking for a 700, I have to do some more work to get my credit profile up to par. That way I can get approved. Also what's going on now, because everyone is at home due to the pandemic and COVID, of course, things are getting a whole lot better. Uh, millions of people are sending in disputes. Many millions of people are trying to get things cleared off their credit. So last year around this time, it was taking uh, credit bureaus 30 to 45 days to process. Well, with millions of people, it's taking uh, 45 to 60 days now just to get that processing time. So you wanna make sure you're giving credit bureaus time to process things because just like any other company, they are understaffed. And then you wanna make sure whatever that item that you're looking to purchase or whatever trade line that you're looking to build your profile, make sure that they are reporting to those credit bureaus. And then there are the big three, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, but don't get it twisted. There are other credit bureaus. People don't talk about the other ones, so there are other credit bureaus, but uh, the big three are Equifax, uh, Experian, and TransUnion. And not everything reports to every uh, credit profile. So that's the reason you wanna have you a good mix of about five to 10 trade lines reporting to that credit profile. So uh, just to use for a quick example, if um, you have a person that has a 720 credit score, no derogatories, no inquiries, and they have a thin profile, one card or not any cards, uh, reporting to their credit profile, they can get denied when it comes to financing, whether that's a home or whether that's a vehicle because they don't see that they have things reporting to their credit profile. So I don't see that you can handle these additional uh, monies, whether it's a few hundred or, or a thousand. So it's real important, not just to look at the scores, but to look and make sure that that credit profile has a good mix of trade lines reporting to that credit profile and make sure that those are being paid on time. And Steve, can you break down real quick what a trade line is? For, for sure, sure, sure. Uh, a trade line is a line that reports to your credit. So a trade line can be a Staples account card. A trade line can be a Capital One, Wells Fargo credit card or a Bank of America credit card. Uh, a trade line can be a J.C. Penney, Sears, Macy's card. Um, a trade line can be a gas card. So a trade line can be a multiple of different things as far as trade lines reporting to your credit profile. Gotcha. So folks, write that down. A trade line is pretty much anything that you have, like restore, major, Ohio, what, what have you. That's a trade line. So let's use that same language, Steve. Mm -hmm. For people who want to get a credit card, mm -hmm. 
who are the right companies to get credit cards with? What's a good trade line for people who don't have very good credit or intermediate credit per se, or good credit or excellent credit? What should they go go to find good credit cards that may fit them and what they're looking for? Okay, awesome, awesome. Good question, real good question. So if you're looking for uh, credit cards, if it's for personal use, uh, you wanna stick to the top five or the top 10 banks and you wanna stick to banks that offer the most services. And so if I have, uh, just to use for an example, Wells Fargo and they're number two, and then I have Regions that's number three, and Wells Fargo offer more services, I'm gonna go with Wells Fargo. Also, you wanna look into uh, credit unions. Credit unions are a little bit more lenient when it comes to financing and giving credit cards and giving loans. The underwriters are not as tight as some of the big companies. So uh, that's the things that you wanna look for with credit cards. Now, when it comes to business, it depends on what you're using or what type of field that you're in when it comes to business. Uh, there's different companies that when it comes to business, uh, those companies may be high risk companies. So you wanna look to see the company that you're in and look to see the best bank that, uh, you, that, that does business with that field that you're in. So if a person is in home repair or building homes, I would say, Wells Fargo. If a person is opening up their first account personal, I would say a name like Navy Federal Credit Union. Uh, those are good companies to get into. And if they don't give you a uh, card just right off the bat, just off your credit, well, you can start off with the 500, uh, start off with the secured card, and, and then uh, gradually grow to an unsecured card. And so look for the top five to 10 banks look for credit unions. Uh, when it comes to businesses, not all credit unions, business credit card report to uh, the, the business credit profile. So when it comes to businesses, try to stick with the top 10 banks. And if you do a credit union, be sure to check and make sure that that business credit card is reporting to the business credit profile because if it is, then you are getting credit for those transactions that you're making and they are reporting to the credit profile. So uh, just to go over those again, if you're in business, look for what fields or what companies or careers, careers that you're in and the best uh, bank that does business with that bank. Uh, look for banks that offer uh, multiple services and look for a mixture of credit union and personal. I tell everybody to have uh, two personal banks, have two business banks, and it's okay to have a mixed use of personal, um, uh, regular banking, or and then your your credit unions as well. A follow up for you, Steve. Mm -hmm. Can you explain for the listeners just between unsecured credit cards and secured credit cards? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can definitely explain it to you those uh, unsecured and secured credit cards. So. Um, and unsecured credit card is when you go, let's say you go to Capital One and you apply for the card and uh, unsecured, you put, they'll give you a thousand dollar card. Hey, you're approved. Now, if they deny you and they tell you you can't uh, get that unsecured card, then you may have to put a deposit of 500 to a thousand dollar deposit down uh, towards that card. 
and then they give you double that amount. And after a few months, that car will eventually graduate. So um, if you can't get in the door with an unsecured car, do have about $500 to $1,000 to uh, get you a secured car, and then you'll graduate to the unsecured. No doubt. And also, the, another point you made, Steve, I can attest to this. My credit union credit card does not report to any bureau. It does not show up on my report at all. Don't you just hate that? Oh, man. Yeah, like, you know, like I have more, more available credit than what's on my report. But, yeah, my credit union does not report the, the credit card I have at all. They don't report it. So That's not good. So it, it's okay to have that card, but don't limit yourself to that card. Go keep that card, but go and get you some more cards and make sure that they are reporting because if you are doing business, why not get uh, credit for that? And um, of course, when it comes to business, uh, you have Staples account that you can get to get trade lines. Uh, you have Uline, Granger, and other companies out there to help you build your, your business credit profile. And hey, if I'm spending the money and using it for business, why not get credit for it? If I'm using fleet vehicles for my business, why not get fleet cards where they report to the business trade line and I get credit for it? And not to go too much into business, but business is a little bit different from personal. With business, we're running on a score line of one to 100. And our goal is to get you between that um, that 70 to 100 uh, frame as far as business credit. So business credit is a little bit different than personal. We need to get those business scores to uh, 70 to 100 to be able to tap into business funding or business credit cards. And that's something that uh, our new financial services at www.creditkingsteve.com can definitely help you get that done. And it's funny you mentioned that, Steve, because until this interview today, I had no idea why my car loan when I had one and my credit card for my credit union doesn't show up in my credit report. I've, oh. I always thought, I said, well, maybe probably it's good for me. I don't know. But now I'm learning it wasn't good for me today. <laughs> hey, it's, you live and you learn. You really live and you learn. And that's what life is about. You're not going to know everything. Uh, from the get-go, and that's why they have people like us uh, that specialize, whether that's personal credit or business credit, because our years of experience is here to help you. And there's a lot of things that you're not going to know, and why not, instead of having to go through trial and error or spending thousands of dollars, why not go ahead and tap into a specialist that can help you and reach those goals, and you don't have to go through all the headaches. Uh, one story, just a quick story of what happened when I was younger. Um, I can remember my auntie, uh, Mildred Gaywood, she used to always um, have me around her when it comes to taking care of business and things and just, you know, just a good, real good aunt. And I can remember that it was time for my cousins to get a vehicle. And so they had the money, they had saved up about two or three thousand dollars to get I believe it was like a box Chevy Crown Vic or something like that. And they was ready to get it, you know, itching to get the vehicle. And instead of them going to spend that money to get that vehicle, 
my auntie made them go to the bank that they already bank with and do business. And she made them get a loan. And then once they got that loan, then they paid the bank back. And that was one of my many first lessons of credit. I was probably about uh, 16 years old and uh, in Columbus, Mississippi. And my aunt made my cousins go put that money in a bank account, get a loan, get the vehicle with the loan and then pay back, back the bank. And that will help to build their credit profile even at a young age that'll help them to, to build credit. Also, while I'm on that topic, if you have kids and you are making sure that your credit cards are paid on time and you know that you're gonna always keep that payment in that credit card on time, go ahead and add your kids to that credit card as a authorized user. Now, if you're not responsible with funds or you're not gonna pay it on time, don't mess your child credit up. But if you are gonna be responsible, uh, then add them as an authorized user. When the card comes to you, uh, cut up the card or hide it. Do not give it to them. And that will help to build their credit profile and their credit profile will start to mirror yours and they will start getting the age and their profile will build as yours is building. And so that's just a quick uh, trick to help build that profile for, for teenagers or kids that are uh, adolescents. And Steve, also interest rate, Steve. Um, I see some cards that my listeners sent me. Some of them are 29.99%. Some are low as 10.49%. So Steve, what do you recommend is the ideal interest rate to say, hey, yes, I will take this card or not take, 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 take this card. And how to use those intro months to maybe funnel debt around to pay more down, I, I would say, before the interest rate kicks in after the introduction rate would be 12, 15, 18 months there. Okay, okay. So when it comes to credit cards, you always want to go for who has the lowest interest, but that is going to differ upon the person. So with that situation, it is going to be a case-by-case -case situation because if we have 10 folks in the room and everyone is signing the application to get approved, Unfortunately, everybody won't get approved and everybody credit score isn't going to be the same as well as everybody interest won't be the same. So for me, I'm shooting for zero to 5% or five to seven, no more than 10, 15 is too much, but it, hey, if you got to get there to start, you can always start there and then reconsider it in three to six months. So uh, try to go for the credit card that's going to give you the lowest interest. And then if they don't, still get that credit card. Don't use it much. Or if you do use it, make sure you pay it off timely. And then if they have a no interest period, then you use that card until that no interest period. If you have a second card, once the interest period is up and you're able to do transfers on that card, you can then transfer that balance to another card and then repeat that process. And so uh, those are just some of the tips uh, with being able to uh, get and achieve credit cards. But we always want to go for the lowest interest and then who has rewards and benefits. If I'm going to spend my money and I'm going to spend it anyway, why not get benefits for it? Why not get mileage? Why not get hotel stays and points? 
And so look for the credit card that has those benefits. And if they don't have those, work towards that credit card. Also, um, in three months or six months or even nine months, call that credit card company and ask for an increase. If you have been making your payments and making those on time, credit score is decent, ask for an increase. I was just able to get a uh, $2,000 increase on one of my credit cards. I was just able to get a $1,000 one on another one. And then a business one, I was able to get a $10,000 increase on the card. And that comes by having a healthy profile, having a good mixed use profile, and making sure that things are structured right, whether that's your personal or business credit. And Steve, we're going to go to business credit now, Steve. So for the listeners out here who do not have a business business or business credit or want to get business credit, how do they start off? Because a lot, a lot of them are saying to me here in the chat here, they have personal. But how do I get started with business? And I, I'm assuming you got to get an EIN tax ID number first of all to start that, right, Steve? You are definitely correct. You're definitely correct. So how do you start with the business? And that's a good question. So I'm going to answer a few of those and then if you have any more of those be sure to check out creditkingsteve.com and click on dollar consultation to get those answered and i can definitely go in deep detail with you on that but just to give you a few um, answers to that of course you want to look for a business name try not to have that business name to be long and the reason is because you are going to need a website and you don't want a long website that no one can remember. So you want to make sure that you have a business name. Look the research to make sure that that name is not being used. After you look to make sure that that name is being used, then you can go to www.irs.gov and then start doing the work to get your uh, tax ID number for your business. So you can get that tax ID number for free. You know, free 99, it is available at www.irs.gov. Of course, if you want to get that tax ID and make sure that that business is structured right, you can always go to creditkingsteve.com and reach out to me as well. And then after you get the business structure right, I recommend to go for LLC, Corporation or Corp, when it comes to a business. And that comes to filing that business because you want to get the maximize of uh, taxes and uh, taxes cuts that you can get. So look for those. Nothing wrong with the sole prop to start, but you do have limitations when you go sole prop versus LLC, S-Corp, and corporation. After you get those, then you want to uh, go get a business banking account. And you want to look for the NAICS code that matches what type of business that you are in. And you want to get that code, go ahead and start filling your application to get your business banking account. Um, after that, there's other processes that you need to take place. And then once you get those processes taken, taken place, you want to make sure you have a, a real or not a real, but a business phone number a fax number, 1-800 number. You wanna make sure your business is filed on Google. You wanna make sure you have a domain and you wanna make sure that all of these things match. You wanna make sure you're filed with the Secretary of State. Depending on what state that you're in, you may have to file city and federal. 
So once again, uh, take that information with a grain of salt concerning the filing, because filing is different when it comes to state. But some you do have to file state and you do um, have to file federal. You also want to look at to get a business plan. Not too many people talk about this, but you need a business plan in place. That way you can tell your business where to go, where you're going to, and the goals that you're trying to get accomplished. Uh, after you get those uh, together, then you want to start to build that credit profile in your business. You want to shoot for uh, 10 to 15 trade lines reporting to your business. And once you do that, and that'll be the beginning steps you need to get started tapping into business credit. And Steve, um, this is just from my novice ideas. I felt like it was best for me to get like Home Depot, Lowe's, Staples, Office Depot stuff that for my business that would benefit my best buy. So I was thinking more so than on the personal side, you use the those store cards, trade lines, as you as you, as you say, for your business because those pertain to your business in one way or another. You are correct. You are definitely correct. So you want to build those trade lines. Make sure you're paying them timely. And when we go to the business aspect, I like to tell people that it's a different mindset. So you know, with personal, sometimes if Let's say your bill, your cell phone is due on the 20th, it's the 19th. You're trying to juggle things. Do I cook or do I go out the roof, Chris, and get that juicy steak? And you know, and you may say, hey, I'm gonna go for the steak. Well, when it comes to business, you can't go for the steak because you're penalized. And once you get penalized, no one can take that off your business credit report. So it's a little bit different than personal. You don't wanna keep missing payments and making payments uh, untimely because that will hurt you and hurt your business credit score. The lower that score drops below 70, the less likely you are to get approved when it comes to financing uh, for the business. So make sure that you're staying compliant when it comes to business. Make sure you're building trade lines when it comes to business. Kind of like what I mentioned in the personal but with the business, you want to build trade lines, and those trade lines may be net 7, net 14, net 20, net 30, net 60 accounts. And when I say net, that means the time frame that you have to pay it. If it's a net 7, you have 7 days. If it's a net 14, you have 14 days. If it's a net 20, you have 20 days to get that paid. And those report to your business trade line, and your, your business credit profile, in the form of a trade line. You wanna have about 10 trade lines and then once you get to 15 trade lines, then we just don't go to business credit, we go to what's called corporate credit and that's a whole different beast. And so try to mix your trade lines with a mixture of um, different revolving and installment agreement accounts with the business and try to have just a good mixed use of trade lines that you are paying timely and try to use the things you normally use, the Home Depots, the Sam's Club, the Staples accounts, uh, the Uline, uh, Granger, uh, and there's a list of whole other companies. Try to use those to build, not try, but do use those to build your business trade lines, uh, gas cards, 
And then there are some companies that um, no PG when it comes to business and no PG mean no personal guarantor. That means that they are not gonna look under your personal credit to get you approved for those business trade lines. So build those trade lines to have a healthy profile. That way, when you go to get financing, you're able to get what you need. And then when it comes to the business and business credit, I love for my clients to have business because then we can leverage your personal credit. And what leverage means is that with that business, I can get a business loan for my business and it will not report to my personal credit, which will help me if a person like me is helping you to work on your personal credit. So be sure to tap in at creditkingsteve.com. And if there's any other, you know, concerns or things that are left out, we can always set up a consultation to get those answered. But you want to make sure you have everything structured in line with that business. That way you can get into that business funding, whether that's $10,000, $50,000, $100,000. Steve, I have a question from Mary here in Marietta. Uh, she says, how does the my business correspond to my personal and vice versa? So she's kind of trying to figure out how does it correspond each way, the business and the personal. Okay. And so, hello, Mary. Um, how does a trade line uh, go on the business and personal? Is that what she's saying? Well, she's trying to see like, how does it correspond between like, the, how, how does the personal affect her business? How does the business affect her personal credit? She's trying, she's trying to confuse on how it corresponds to each other okay. each other would have been counts. That's just separate yeah. entities right there. Okay, awesome, awesome. So how they interact and intertwine with each other, uh, if the business is built and structured right, then you're a, you would be able to tap into business funding and business funding without needing your personal social security card. So when we say business funding, this reports to the business and to the business only. And so that's a little bit different than something reporting uh, to your personal when it reports to the business. Now, when it reports to your personal, let's say if you go to get a loan, if you walk in a bank and you have a personal account and a business account at that bank, you have the option to get a personal loan. If it's for personal usage, you have the option to get a business loan. If you get a personal loan, it's gonna report under your personal credit if you get a business loan, it's going to report under your business credit. And those are two separate entities. And so uh, some people get a sole prop and run their business under a sole prop. That's maybe okay to start, but I recommend to get an LLC, get a corporation or an S-Corp. That way those entities can be separate. And so if I'm a business owner and I'm buying stuff, using things from a business, vehicles, cell phones, I want to make sure that those are all allocated for, not just allocated from a credit perspective, but allocated from a credit perspective, allocated from a tax perspective and separated. That way you don't get penalized for your business when it comes to your personal. Also, you are not personally held liable for your business. That's the biggest thing and the best thing about business and getting a separate tax ID. All the liability is not on me, it's on someone else or it's on the business as a whole. So if I own homes and I have a three different homes, I'm gonna have an LLC 
for each home. That way, God forbid, something happens while someone is at that home and they choose to sue me. I'm not going to be personally held liable for it. That business will be held liable for it. And that's probably getting a little bit more in the tax, which is kind of my background working with the IRS. So we're going to keep it on credit. But hopefully that answered your question. I think she, she's dumbing, dumbing me up. So I think Mary's oh. uh, very satisfied. Mary oh. and Marietta. Ain't they interested, Steve? Mary and Marietta. Marietta, won't he do it? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm bring the next question. I know Steve, they got some more. Don't, don't make it this easy, man. Steve, this is from uh, Donnie in Tampa, Florida. He says, boss and Steve, I have a credit score of 776, but a charge off of 2015 that will not go away. Why has it still been held against me? I've, all I owe is my student loans and nothing else. Okay. So that, that sounds good. That's a, a good question that I can answer. It doesn't sound good because he's not getting what he needs, but we can definitely help him with that. So um, even though you have a good credit score, it's not just about having a good credit score, but a good credit profile. So there may be other factors that play a part in that credit profile. And then, like I mentioned before, as far as trade lines, make sure that those trade lines are reporting to the credit profile to help build that credit profile up for credit worthiness. Now, as far as the thing that is reporting on there, if you haven't been successful with getting that off, of course, you can contact someone like myself at creditkingsteve.com to get that done. But yes, that can be legally removed and taken off your credit profile, which will help you with reaching your, your credit goals. Okay, this is from William in North Carolina. What all is reported to the credit bureaus? I guess he's trying to figure, I guess he's getting some maybe medical bills, maybe rents. I guess he's trying to ask that question. I guess he's not, I guess he probably does not know what well, all is reported to, to, to the well, bureaus. What well, well, reports to the credit bureaus? Uh, evictions report to the credit bureaus. Late payments report to the credit bureaus. Uh, student loans report to the credit bureaus. Uh, any company that is turned over to a collection agency and finances are, are turned over to a credit bureau. So a lot of companies are turned over and do business with the credit bureaus because at the end of the day, they're in the business for debt. They're in the business for collecting debt. And if there's not any debt out there, then they don't make any money. So back to what I mentioned before, they are in the business to collect debt and they sell debt. And so um, sometimes when you see things on your credit profile, it may uh, be sold off or it may be a different company, but that amount sounds familiar. What has happened is uh, the company has already written it off and then they've turned around and sold your debt for someone else that they can come after you for that debt. So the best way to get that stopped is to be sure to uh, get with the credit specialist uh, like myself, and that way we can help you with that. No doubt. And also, we have from Frank in Kentucky. I'm going to have to roll from you, Steve. Frank in Kentucky. All right, now, Frank. <laughs> What's going on? He asked this question. He's like, I have a letter in the mail from my agency for a, a previous bill I did not pay. Mm -hmm. If I pay this bill, does it go off my credit report or, or will it still be there? 
If that bill is already in collections, it is not coming off your credit report. I am sorry. It will sell, satisfy and settle the debt by paying that off in full, but it will not um, take it off your credit report. And I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the biggest misconstrued things that people have is if it's in collections and I pay it off, it's going to come off your credit. It's not going to come off your credit. So this $100,000 worth of uh, collections, derogatories, repos, and things like that, and you pay that money off today, tomorrow is not going to all come off your credit. It will satisfy the balance. It will satisfy the, satisfy the debt, but it won't satisfy it being removed off your credit report. So you still have to get with the specialist to get that taken off, get that disputed and legally disputed. That way you'll be able to reach those financial goals that you have. Most definitely. This is from Monique in Atlanta. Okay, Monique, Atlanta. Okay. She asked his question, Steve. She says, it's Craig King, Steve. I have multiple credit cards since 2006. I've mm -hmm. gotten increases on some of them. Some of them tell me no. What's mm -hmm. going on here? I've gotten one card that gave me a limit to 10000 and another card that wants to keep me at $1,500. One get boosts me up to 5000 one boosts me up to 6000 Another one keeps me at 2000 What's What's going on with these cards? So what's going on with those cards is that different cards are reporting to different credit bureaus, and uh, some cards may not be reporting to certain credit bureaus. Also, they have different mechanisms and different FICO scores that they're looking for. And it's just a different way that they may attack looking at what's available or what they may give you. Uh, sometimes they use internal banking scores. Sometimes they use a multiple of credit scores and uh, banking scores. So just because one company gives it to you doesn't mean the other one is going to give it to you because there's different restrictions and boundaries. Also, there may be derogatories and inquiries or things that are playing a part on your credit profile. It may be that the names don't match. or Maybe you have a lot of old employers, or old addresses, and pretty much when they push that button to verify it, everything on each credit bureau needs to match. So if my name is Christopher J. Jones, it needs to be Christopher Jay Jones on each credit bureau that works at Amazon on each credit bureau that lives at 111 Old Hickory, Nashville, Tennessee, that needs to show on each credit bureau. Because if it doesn't, what do I look like giving you that money or what do I look like giving you this to help you and I can't verify where you are or you have four different addresses uh, reporting to your credit profile. So it may be that there's uh, derogatories on there or inquiries. And sometimes, unfortunately, they don't even pull your credit. They may just look and see that you owe a lot of people and say, hey, I don't want to touch that. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Steve, this is going to warm your heart. Lauren mm -hmm. in Pasadena, Mississippi, down on the Gulf. I got okay. a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Mississippi in the house. Down okay. on the Gulf for you, Steve. Gula on the Gulf yeah. for you. I'm 10, Steve. She's asked this question. Can I call my credit card companies to lower my interest rates on my cards? I feel like I'm, I'm deserving of lower interest rates than what I'm getting right now. 
You can definitely do that. And it doesn't mean they're going to give it to you, even though you are deserving of it. But you can definitely do that. And, and they can either give you a yay or nay. Also, you can ask for increases, and they will also give you a yay or nay. So, yes, you can uh, do that. And don't be afraid to do that, especially if you have a good credit score. If you know you've worked hard on that credit score, they may have a better card that offer more benefits, and they're not just going to open the door and give it to you until you apply for it. So don't be scared to look and see what services that banks offer. Make sure to build a relationship with banks. Make sure to have at least two accounts, whether it's personal or business, because there's a thing called an internal banking score. And pretty much that plays a part not only on your credit score, but what the bank offers you. So if I'm in Bank of America, and let's say I have a car loan, let's say I have a credit card, let's say I have an equipment loan for business, and then turn around and I may do some other type of business with them. I then have a few businesses that I do with them and I'm building up my internal banking score by the time I need a mortgage loan for my a second home or something like that, it's easy for me to get that. So don't be scared to ask the bank what services that they offer because when it comes to business, you may need a merchant account you know, to get your credit cards and swipe cards and things like that. You may need credit cards. You may need extra money just to fund your business and keep your business afloat. So don't be afraid to build a relationship with your bank, build relationship with multiple banks. That way you can maximize those services that they offer. Most definitely. And I will say this to you, uh, Lawrence, where I've been able to call over the years and get my insurance rates lowered. Because trust me, I got my cards at Tennessee State University on the day they said it up in the student center. And they said, hey, get, get you a T-shirt, you get you a card. There it is. And there I was the Negro when it got some bang in my uh, car from no, Twinkies, 20s, Twinkies. <laughs> Got all the free stuff, all the nine stuff. All right. yeah, yeah. So I had some rims on my vehicle the next day. <laughs> some ten oh, ready on my car, nah. all because nah, of that you. one day. <laughs> you did, man. Hey, shout out to shout out to Lauren from Mississippi, Mississippi in the house. That's that's where I'm from. So I love to hear uh, people from Mississippi. And uh, I love love my city of Columbus, Mississippi, and I just love Mississippi as a whole. So shout out to Lauren. Any any more questions? I know I do. I, I got one from Raphael in Savannah, Georgia. Steve. Okay, Savannah in the house, Georgia in the house. What's the he, question? He says this. He says my bank is Chase Bank. They're telling me that I can eligible for a card for twenty four ninety nine for fifteen months. No APR. Should I take this card and just have it to have it, or try to get a better rate? Because I'm I, I'm scared of paying twenty five cents on every dollar I spend. Take that card, keep it to low usage. Don't use much on it, even if it's just a hundred dollars a month. Make sure it's paid off on time, and by that by the time the interest rolls in, make sure that it's paid off timely monthly. Uh, whether that's the due date or the statement date, and keep that card and keep it compliant and then build up. Uh, just because you can't get what you want right now doesn't mean you can't get what you want later. So keep that card and then about three to six months revisit it or six to nine months, 
and then go and try to go for that other car as well, because then you have your foot in the door and you're more opt to be able to get that car because they see they already do business with you. Steve, this question is going to be scary, Steve. This okay. is from Danny out there in Texas. Danny says, I'm engaged to be married, Credit King Steve. Ooh. Ooh. Should Ooh. I and my wife have dual cars together or keep them separate? My credit's good, hers not so good. <laughs> what should Ooh. I do? Hey, that, that is a good one. That's a good one. So what you should do is, uh, number one, make sure you check out creditkingsteve.com and book a consultation. Yes, you should. Number, one. Uh, number two, if you are uh, serious enough to make this woman your wife, and this is going to be your wife, you should be serious enough to uh, be held accountable and help her with her financial future. So if her financial future isn't where it needs to be, you as a man, that's your responsibility to take control of that. Uh, the next chapter of your life that you're gonna enter into, uh, there's gonna be so many things that await you. So you wanna go ahead and get control of finances. And then once you get a control of finances, uh, get the help that's needed to help you through that. Uh, one of the top, three reasons of uh, breakups or, or divorces is finances. So if you can go ahead and nip that in the bud, you can prevent a lot of arguments. Go ahead and write down a budget and have a monthly budget of what comes out and then have a game plan of how that's gonna be allocated and taken care of. I would recommend to get a joint account that both of the accounts that you and her have and whatever agreement that it is that the bills are going to take care of, put that in a joint account. And then you and her both have a separate account and the joint account be the joint account and the separate account be the separate account. That way you can stay on one accord, uh, have monthly checkups and monthly meetings and try to get it set up to where you have things on auto draft, but just come up with the budget, stick to the budget, stick to the plan. But the worst thing you want to do is to go in a situation and knowing that there's already things that need to be worked on you and you're not working on, on it. And then also, credit affects a person's mental. Uh, you know, kind of like when you look good, you feel good. Or when you credit good, you feel a little bit better about yourself. So if you can help that person feel better about their self, reach their goals, and help their financial future, why not go ahead and do that? That'll just save you a lot of headache along the way. Two more for you, Steve. This is from Cherry in Baltimore. How does my student loans affect my credit score? Your student loans definitely affect your credit score. In some situations, the student loans may be the only thing or the student loans may be the longest thing that's on the credit profile. Also, if there are late payments on those student loans, then those will report to your credit profile as well. So student loans definitely affect your credit profile. You wanna make sure you always have payment arrangements or always have those in some type of deferment or compliance status, but they do affect your uh, credit report. 
And of course, if you need a consultation, feel free to reach out at creditkingsteve.com so I can further help you with that. Last one for Steve is this. This is from Carolyn in Macon. Here we go. Credit King Steve, how does my credit report and score affect my ability to get me a car? My car's on its last legs. I'm going to be getting me a car from the dealership real soon. What should I expect? How will it affect me going forward? So your credit score plays a big part. You want to pull that score. And once you pull that score, look to see what your credit is and make sure you pull it from a reputable company. Also, you want to make sure your credit profile doesn't have derogatories, inquiries, and a lot of uh, misinformation on that credit profile. And you want to make sure you have what you need before you go to get that vehicle. So make sure you look at that credit profile and make sure you have a good mixed use of what you need. Also, I would recommend to go get pre-approved. Whatever you do, do not let these dealerships just pull your credit. Go to a credit union, get pre-approved, they write your check, you find out what you can get rather than uh, a dealership pulling your credit 10 or 15 times and then your credit score drop and then you may or may not get a car. Because once they pull and get those 10 to 15 or 20 inquiries on that credit profile, the only way to get those off is to get to a specialist. So I would recommend you to contact me. We can get a free consultation set up and that way we can try to come up with the game plan and help you get that vehicle. Uh, so I would recommend to go the credit union and the pre-approval route. Steve, before we go, any last final thoughts you have, my brother, before we wrap this up? It's been a good, it's been a good segment today, man. Great information and great questions from listeners today. Great questions. It's been a good one. It's been a good one. I just want to say thank you for having me here. Keep on doing the good work that you're doing. And um, if there's anything that I can help a person by reaching out to them, uh, feel free to reach out to me. You have my website. Uh, my electronic business card is behind me. So if you click over your phone, the electronic business card will come up. I have loads of information on there. And uh, just want to say, um, stay focused. Keep your head up. And if you think you're down to nothing, God is always up to something. No doubt, folks. That's my man, Credit King. Steve, check him out at creditkingsteve.com today. Consultation sure. is with him. Let's get it going, people. Let's have great credit, personal and business. Let's go to today. Trade hey, lines, oh. unsecured, secured. Hey, we learned hey. a lot today from Credit King Steve. Thanks to this yeah, man for an hour of his time today. Help it. us out. Let's get it. Let's get it. Be sure to tap in. It's the Credit King. No doubt. 615. <laughs> hey, 615-662-313 in the house. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Folks, All we right. out. Peace. Have a good one, brother. Credit King. I love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.